cup of pain, of worry, of anxiety. Take this cup from me. Jesus had to be pressed to pursue his purpose and to fulfill his purpose. He had to be poured out. Church, literally, his blood was poured out as a living sacrifice for me and for you. He was pressed for his purpose. So write this down, fam. Purpose. Have you found yourself saying, I can't do this. I can't. It's just, it's too much. I, I, I'm, I'm hit on every side. This pressing is leading to my crushing. God, I can't do this. Will you please take this cup from me? Now, I say that not hypothetically. I say that because I have said those words. A year ago, I found out that TC, I came to, to transformation in our church, the Father's House, Orange County. We were already a few months old. Um, and, and at that point, we had already moved church venues three times. We had moved church venues three times. And the event center that we were in now, um, she was a little busted. We made her beautiful. We pipe and drape. We put in seat covers. It was load in and load out every week. Set up, tear down, set up, tear down, set up, tear down. Shout out to all the church planners out there because y'all feel me right now. Okay. And it was trying. It was taxing. In fact, our first week uh, at our new location, our trucks were graffitied and vandalized. We had stuff jacked from it. In addition to stuff being taken from it, we found drug paraphernalia and um, sexual items found in the cab of the truck. Okay, so this was kind of like our welcome to the neighborhood sign, maybe. I don't know. Not only were the trucks broken into and stuff stolen and people were shacking up in our truck, each week we'd roll into church and we would have like no clue of what we were going to find. We had no clue of what to expect. On one particular week, uh, our early our early setup dream, the dream team, they're amazing. They'd get there early. They were unloading trucks. Well, there were some two gangsters that decided on the outside of our buildings to kind of step up and be like, where are you from? <laughs> These gangsters were on the outside of church. And I told our dream team, they're lucky it wasn't me. Okay, they're lucky it wasn't me. They're lucky they didn't catch me because they were to stand there and be like, where are you from? KOG, kingdom of God, fool. So you either get saved or leave. Okay, bye. Uh-uh. You mess with the wrong chick, all right? So those are the gangbangers on the outside of church. But guess what we had going on the inside of church? We got homeless people making their home inside our closets, our utility closets. Oh, Jesus, take the wheel. At the event center that was there, people would roll in and use the vent. And guess what? We would find drug paraphernalia, razor blades, alcohol bottles. Y'all, there was a weave found in one of the rooms. A weave. And I know some of y'all are like, what is the weave? It's fake hair, Karen. It's all good. It's all good. But there's just fake hair. I mean, this place was crazy. I mean, listen, listen. My favorite Sunday, my favorite Sunday of all Sundays, was I had rolled in on a Sunday. I had a bottle of Lysol in one hand. I had anointing oil in the other. You want to know why, church? Because that week, there was a group, I think you might know them as the Thunder from Down Under, that were there at our church venue. I walked in and there's literally body oil on the floor. I'm over here kneeling down with Lysol, wiping it up, anointing in the name of Jesus from God knows what these jokers were doing on this stage. And I remember praying, God, you had people gyrating and taking off their clothes on this stage. And this is where I got to preach the word of God. God, take this cup from me. Now listen, I want us to be people, even in the midst of the craziness, where we say, press me, God, to the 
bless me, God. God, I believe that this will not break me. This will make me, God. I know that you see me. I know that you're doing a work in me. I know that you are the author and the finisher of my faith. So put a period on this story real quick. Now, we as people, if we say, oh, I'm a follower of Christ, I follow Jesus. Hey, if you follow Jesus, you don't just follow him for your free blessings. You don't just follow him for the miracles. You don't just follow him for the fish and loaves. Nah, you also follow him to the pressing place. We have to follow Jesus to where he is calling us. And what is the pressing place? The place of the grapes and the olives where their outer flesh, their skin was removed so that what is inside of them their real value would come out. And I declare that your purpose will come out, church, when you are pressed. See, we all want the oil, but we don't want the pressing. We want the anointing, aha, uh-huh, but don't make me pay a price on that. No, when we say, Lord, anoint me, Lord, set me apart, Lord, give me a purpose. You know what you're really praying? You know what you're really praying? Lord, press me. Lord, press me. Press me until all of me is outside of me. Press me until what comes out of me is you. See, but we want the anointing without counting the cost. We all want the oil without paying the price. We want to catch anointing like we catch Rona. Like if Pastor Mike, if you were just rolling right now and you're like, oh, if Pastor Mike could just pray for me, if Pastor Mike could just touch me, if Pastor Mike could just sweat on me, then I'll be able to touch my anointing. No, what you need to do, child, is get on your knees and start pounding the ground and saying, press me, God, press me, God, press me, God. I will do whatever you want to do. I don't want to do this but I will do this. Not my will, but your will be done. And if you can't handle the pressing, Yasufa is done, be done, it's done. If you can't handle the pressing, you can't handle the anointing. See, there is no discount on annoying. There's no clearance cost on your calling. No, 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 there's no anointing without a cost and your anointing is expensive. It's full price plus tax, y'all. And listen, my generation, my generation more than any generation before talks about calling, but doesn't count the cost. Talks about anointing and ignores the appointing. Talks about purpose all the time, but we wanna avoid the pressing. No, we've got to say, press me, God, and use me. I I don't wanna do that, but I will do that. Not my will, your will. And the Bible is full of people who were broke and busted and all of a sudden God blessed them in the sight of society's elite. And society could have looked at them and been like, wait, what? You use them? How would you use those people? No, 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 no. Because God is looking for the Moses who's been on the backside of the desert wandering for years. God is looking for the David who stinks of sheep as he has been with the sheep pen with the sheep. God is looking for the sweaty brow of Ruth's in the field getting their wheat. God is looking for people who are willing to be pressed for their anointing and no one can get your anointing for you y'all you got to get your anointing yourself let me prove this to you Jesus takes Peter James and John and he goes to the garden of Gethsemane and he tells them y'all I'm stressed I'm so stressed I'm so stressed I need you to pray for me let's pick this up in Mark 14 37 he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping Simon, Simon, he said to Peter, why are you sleeping, fool? Are you for real? You're going to do me like this after everything I've done for you? Or come on, Peter, couldn't you stay watch for one hour? 
watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And guess what? This doesn't happen once or twice. It happens thrice. Three times Jesus rolls up and he's just like, could you not stay awake? Could you not pray for me? Have you ever felt like people are oblivious to your pain? Have you ever wanted to look at someone and say, if you only knew what I was carrying, if you only knew what God has asked of me, you would stay awake. Or maybe you find yourself saying like, these people are sleeping on me. I mean, they, they, they don't even know what I have. They're sleeping on me. Join the ranks of Jesus. The book of Mark and Matthew record that this happened three times, that Jesus went and asked them, can you not pray for me? Look at verse 35. Going a little further, he fell to the ground and prayed. Ooh, scripture says going a little further. That's what I just want to amen it right there. I want you to pause and amen that because Jesus went a little further. And if you find yourself praying for a breakthrough that hasn't come and you are believing, will you go a little further? If you feel right now where you are like, if God only knew I want intimacy with him, I want to know him, go a little further. If you are believing that the purpose that God has put in your life is still packed inside of you, will you go a little further? Will you hit your your knees and pray not once, not twice, but over three times. Because if our Lord and Savior, y'all, if he had to pray three times, what makes us think that we're exempt from that? To fight. God, I want to be with you. I think, church, I think it's in those moments where we find what we're made out of. When things aren't perfect. When it's hard. When we feel abandoned. There were weeks in the church planning process, I mean, even recently, where my husband and I would have these crazy conversations. Like, we are in a global pandemic as church planters. There is civil unrest in the United States. What the heck are we doing? Did we really hear you, God? I mean, it, it, uh, the venue that we were in, the venue we were in, it went bankrupt during coronavirus. We, we had no home. Yo, I've, I found myself saying, we're like the wandering tribe of Israel with no home. Actually, at least they had a tabernacle. We didn't even got a tent. Yo, we had nothing. I'm like, oh gosh, we are wandering. We ain't got no home. And I remember uh, Matt and I talking about saying, is this what God has for us? Should we continue to do this? Because there's people on this side that are like, oh, no one's going to tell me how to do church. No one can tell me to stay out. No one can tell me to wear a mask. And you know what? If it's not real church, if it's not real church, and I'm not going to go. And that online stuff, that's not real church. And then we got people on the other side that are like, oh, wait, you don't understand. There's a global pandemic and it's super viral. I mean, it's super contagious and you're absolutely reckless if you have church. And I'm somewhere in the middle like, fix it, Jesus. You, you guys are concerned about whether or not we have church. We ain't even got a church. Like, Jesus, show up. Uh -uh. So there's like two sides of this. And I found myself saying, Jesus, take your cup from me. In fact, if we're going to have some real talk, when Transformation reached out and said, hey, would you cover for Pastor Mike as he's on sabbatical? I looked at the phone. I looked at my husband. We were praising Jesus, saying God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. You want to know why? Because we lived another week as church planters. Hallelujah. Y'all think I'm joking. No, we hung up the phone, and I was like, baby, God's making a way in the desert. There's streams coming through. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And in this moment, I just felt like my praise pants come up, and I had to put a praise on it. I'm going to lose some of y'all, and I don't care. But Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Some of y'all know that song. You'll know the next lyric. 
Jehovah Nisi. Hey, Lord, you reign in victory. Because in that moment, it felt like we got a victory. God saw us. God has provided for us. And the week-to-week grind of like, how are we going to do this? Y'all opened up your house. Guess what? Your house became my house. Su casa es mi casa, okay? You guys opened it up. Y'all even gave me some clothes. I got some TC merch. Y'all fed me. I got to preach the word of God. This homeless ratchet church planner is like showing up in Tulsa. Like you don't even know what a blessing y'all have been. And Jesus says in verse 35, take this cup from me. But then he followed it up with the most beautiful words in this narrative. And dare I say the most beautiful words that we could say, yet not what I will, but what you will. This is where the point pivots. I want us to lift up our voices and say, but not what I will, God, what you will. See, uh, what felt like the oppressor, our enemy, Satan, what felt like the enemy just pushing me down, saying, I'm bearing you to kill you because there was moments where I felt that. I can now stand back up and look and say, like the Mexican proverb says, you tried to bury me, but you didn't know I was a seed. My God, I need the church to know that your pressing isn't meant to destroy you. Your pressing is meant to transform you. The pressing is meant to transform you. It is to get the most valuable parts on the inside of you out so that the thin layer of your outside is removed and what is good and what is God and what is gracious comes out. Your pressing is the beginning of your amazing transformation and it will reveal to the world. It will reveal to yourself what God has put on the depths of you. So the question I ask church is, are you willing? Are you willing to stay in the middle of the pain to go through the process so that your purpose is discovered? Are you willing to wait and see the goodness of God in the land of the living? Are you willing? Are you willing to say, God, I will let go of the good because I'm, I want your greatness of you. I want you to magnify yourself in me in the greatest way that only you can. Are you willing, church? I don't say this to preach a point. I don't say this to get an amen. I say this because I've gone through the process again and again and again. It's part of the transformation process. So for all the people that are watching in every time zone, in every country, in every continent, I believe that this is a word for you, but I believe specifically for our TFHOC community in California and online, let me remind you, that your your pressing is part of the process. And I'm so honored to tell our online family that God has blown our mind yet again. When I came here last year for Fun Month to Preach at Transformation, I remember leaving so shook about everything that God had done for TC. I mean, I remember thinking like, God, what is going on there is amazing. If you could do it for them, God, you could do it for us. God, the favor that is there, I've seen it with my own eyes. I felt like the spies of Israel that went in to go check out the promised land. And I flew back to California and I was like, yo, the fruit is good in Tulsa. And then... For the five-year anniversary of TC, I flew out here to celebrate with y'all what God was doing. Five years of goodness, five years of graciousness. And I walked away saying, God, if you could do it for them, you could do it for us. But you want to know something? This house is full and led with a man who was full of the spirit of God. And I reached out to Pastor Mike and I said, Pastor Mike, can you just give our church a little word of encouragement in a rough season? 
Y'all, he sent us such a powerful word. He spoke life into us and he gave us hope for a home. I can't show you the full video, but I'm gonna show you a few seconds of that day and the video that he sent us. Go ahead and check it out. Hey, TFHOC, we are here at Transformation Church for their church building dedication. In just five short years, they were able to acquire a miracle building that you see behind us. We want to document the day and show you what God can do for us, because if God did it for them, he could do it for us. We've been on this journey uh, my entire life, but as a church for the past five years, really believing God for things that didn't make sense. And I want to encourage you that I feel like that same um, thing that we're doing here, God is doing in your community. But I want to encourage you that what sounds crazy in one season will be counted as faith in another. You stay faithful. If you give what you're supposed to give, if you sow what you're supposed to sow, if you stay faithful even in the hard seasons, one day, that thing that sounded crazy will be counted as faith. And I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but I want to encourage you. What you thought that God forgot about and that your faith has been waning on, it wasn't a setback, it was a setup. And so I want to encourage you right now. Hold on to the faith that got you here and the faith that's going to take you there. Pastor Mike was speaking life over our house. Pastor Mike was saying that God could do what, Matt, what, 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 what the world says is impossible. That God can do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we can ask, think, hope, or imagine. And here in Tulsa at Transformation Church, I get to echo the words of my brother, Pastor Mike Todd, and say, we got the keys, the keys, the keys. Because guess what, church? The Father's House, Orange County, has a home. We have a home. God has blessed us with over 50,000 square feet in downtown Brea in Orange County, California. A theater that has 10 movie theaters and restaurants all around. So the place that would tell fictitious stories with fictitious characters by movies made in Hollywood, now we get to tell the greatest story ever told. That is a God story. It is a miracle story. This is the stuff that movies are made out of church. God provides in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of our misery, God made a way that God granted us grace in this crazy season. And guess what? He pressed us as part of our process because there was a purpose. That the word would kind of come out. That the word would transform lives. That people would identify the leadership gifting in their life. That salvation would be found. That transformation will be found. That marriages will be reunited. That children will come back home. That dreams will hit fruit that people will step into seasons of blessings after seasons that have felt like deserts. If God did it for TC, he could do it for us. The pressing isn't meant to destroy you. It's meant to get the very best out of you. And this isn't just my story. It's your story. Because what God did for TC and what God's doing for us, God wants to do for you. If you have lost everything, stay in the pressing. For every scar 
that you have, every broken heart that has been shattered on the floor, stay in the pressing. For every dollar wasted, dollar invested, dollar earned, stay in the pressing. For every lost relationship, every ache and every pain, stay in the pressing. For every tear shed, every hope and every dread, stay in the pressing. In the words of Jesus, yet not what I will, but what you will. Jesus modeled this so beautifully. He was betrayed, he was mocked, he was scourged, he was abandoned, he was beaten, and he was crucified, and he was buried. But those were the facts of his past. There was a destiny yet to be held, and on the other side of pain is always resurrection, church. In the pain of the garden, it became power in the tomb. The crucifixion on the cross became the defeat of death. His death brought us life. His broken body became a resurrection for a world in great need. And as Jesus resurrected, guess what? So will we. But church, before we could say press, we've got to say yes. We have to say yes to this man named Jesus. He's not just a good teacher. He's not just a miracle worker. Church, I'm begging you to recognize him as our risen Lord and Savior. That when he cried out, Daddy, take this cup from me. He said yes for me. And he said yes for you. The weight of the world hung on his shoulders as he was stretched out on a cross on Calvary. And when he said, it is finished, the veil separating God from man tore from top to bottom so that we could have intimate relationship with the God of the universe. He did it for you. He did it for me. Are you ready to say yes? Because when he rose from the grave, there was a promise of new life. In John 10, 10, Jesus said, the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy, but I, I have come to bring you life and life abundant. Do you want that abundant life? Maybe you are hearing about this man named Jesus for the first time. Maybe someone sent you this link or you happen to be scrolling YouTube or Facebook and all of a sudden, poof, there's this crazy big haired Latina that's yelling at you. I just come to bring you a message of hope, life, and transformation in Jesus. Or maybe, maybe at one point you had a walk with God, but you've turned your back on Jesus. This is your opportunity to repent, to turn around and get in closeness with Jesus. So right where you are, whoever you are, in cubicles, in living rooms, in homes, in community groups, in small groups, in B groups, wherever you are in this moment. If you have never said yes to Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, or maybe at one point you did, but this is your opportunity to get back, don't waste this time. Jesus is wooing you. He's beckoning you. He said, hey, come here, baby boo. Come here, baby boo. I want you. We're going to pray a prayer of faith, and we don't want you to be alone in this process. There is a number on the screen. We want you to text that number. Why? So we can put resources in your hand, because guess what? You're not isolated alone. You are part of this crazy family, KLG, the kingdom of God, all right? So if that is you, you are saying yes to Jesus for the fourth time or the first time. Today is your opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If this is you, I want you to pray a prayer of blessing. Can you say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Today I choose you as my Lord and my Savior. Give me a new life. Cleanse my heart. Cleanse my mind. Fill me with the same spirit that resurrected you from the grave. Put your purpose in me. 
In Jesus' name, amen. I am believing that there's hands all across the world and we celebrate you and this decision that you made for Jesus. Remember, text us the number. Text the number below because we love you. You are not alone. God's blessings upon you. Thank you, Jesus, for Pastor Mike and Natalie, the entire TC team. We love you. We can't wait to see you online next week.